first time I witnessed pure artistry. 1968, Planet of the Apes. I was sitting in the cinema next to my mum, watching mastery unfold before my very eyes. After the film, I asked her, how did they get those monkeys to do those things? And she patted me on the head and she said, it's not a real pet, it's just acting. That's when I knew. If they can teach those monkeys to act that brilliantly, just imagine what I could bring to the world. So you became an actor because you thought the monkeys were actually... Riding horses? I did. Yes. When in fact, they were simply acting as if they were riding horses. I still can't get my head around it, to be honest. Good for you, dude. You found your passion and went for it and eventually used it to cripple the U.S. government, but whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, thanks. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse! It's round two of our MCU rewatch! Shang-Chi! Returns! The Legend of the Ten Rings is regaled to us once again. Really, like, again, again, you know? Yeah, again, again, again. Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you yeah, know, you know. <laughs> well, if you don't know, then you probably haven't watched this movie. Um, they do a little recap. Yes, we do get a bit. So we watched this movie twice. If you have been listening to the podcast for a long time, you'll remember our original recording, which was just shy of two years ago. We watched it probably just a few weeks after the first time, right after it came out on Disney Plus. And I was just so Some convinced of us that saw it a second time. Maybe one and a half for you. I might have fallen asleep. Yeah, I just don't remember just how inconclusive. Fun. Yeah, who knows? Who knows for sure? I was so convinced that it had not been that long since I had seen this movie. It still felt fairly fresh to me. Um, so I was pretty surprised to see. I, I thought we had watched it like sometime last year. Um, yeah, it feels a, a lot more fresh in my head than some of the more recent Marvel movies do. And yet, what was happening then feels so long ago. In the MCU world. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this was like, they hadn't quite, you know, hit full speed ahead on all the shows and stuff being released. At this point, at this point, we had had three shows, I want to say. Maybe, maybe on the Vision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. and Loki, yeah, right? And, and Hawkeye would be coming out in December of that year. Mm-hmm. And this came out in close proximity to Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home. But I do think... Yeah, uh, Eternals came out, like, less than a month after this or something. It was in... I want to say this was... Shang-Chi was, like, late September, early October. And, yeah, Eternals was, like, November. And the Spider-Man was December, uh, which is pretty wild. Uh, and Eternals, in particular, is, like, very fuzzy. Like, I think I that kind of got lost in the ruckus because, like, I liked Shang-Chi and Spider-Man so much more than Eternals. And... Eternals was rough. Yeah. And if I had to, um, you know, rank everything post-Endgame, um, Shang-Chi is pretty high up there for me, uh, regardless of if we're, like, just doing shows or movies. I think this is one of the better the better things that they've done. Oh, my. It's so good. Yeah. Like, I, watching it again, I was just like, man, they really nailed it with, like, the comedy, the seriousness, the fighting. Like, it all wove in together really spectacularly. I agree. What happened? What happened? <laughs> That's an uh, in-joke. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, no one that listens is going to know. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to try to like not just repeat myself constantly with my praises about this movie because a lot of them just boil down to literally the bullet points that you just listed. Um, but yeah, it just it has, it has so many strengths. Its cast is great. Um, probably some of the best fight choreography in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They, I, did, they did something, like, fresh with it, but it's, like, a timeless movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and I think a part of that, a big part of that, is owed to how it embraces the Chinese mythology, which is just, you know, an aspect that not only have we not seen it very much in the MCU, but, like, I can't even claim to, like, you know, know much about it. 
whether that's through other movies or just in general, it's just not something that I'm very well versed in. I know that there were like a lot of, you know, moments like the, the original fight that we see between um, Wen Wu and Shang-Chi's mother, whose name I'm forgetting right now, um, is kind of like a wuxia style. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but like the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style, which is not a movie that I've seen, but I know that they take a lot of inspiration from it. Starring Michelle Yao. Yes. Yes, indeed. So that was a, a fun little Easter egg. And Tony Lung, who plays Wenwu, is like an extremely celebrated actor from Hong Kong who's done so many things of note, and that was a really big deal for him to be cast in this, and he was fantastic. I think we talked about that in the first episode, how he hadn't done a lot of, like, American stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, he is, he's like a box office, like, powerhouse, and just not really a household name here at all, um, but I do think this instilled, like, his talent in a lot of people's heads. I know that he, uh, the number one movie that I want to see for him is um, In the Mood for Love, which was kind of... Not, like, parodied, but that one of the uh, everything, everywhere, all at once alternate timelines borrows really heavily from, like, the tone and vibe of that movie. And then maybe you want to watch it. Something I just thought of when you said, like, about that actor is we complain a lot that, like, they kill off their villains, like, really fast. Like, it's, like, one movie and done. Like, don't get enough room to breathe. This is a movie where we, like, don't need him to come back. Like, his story wrapped up in this, and it was, like, appropriate that he's, like, gone. Yeah. I don't like how he died in this movie. We'll get there. But I agree that in, like, the grand storytelling arc, they... they do such a good job of showing who he is, how he evolved, and then how he kind of, you know, lost that humanity once. Um, I should really know her name. I'm going to look it up so I don't have to keep saying I feel saying... like they hardly ever say her name. So. Yeah, I think you're right, but I'm still, I got to know. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, we were complaining about this with like Thor Love and Thunder, with, like having an actor like Christian Bale and like that villain like barely had room to, like, expand before they were eliminated. Yep. But this character, like, I feel like we we gained so much information about him in such a short amount of time and, like, saw his arc. Multiple arcs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. By the way, her name is Lee. Just Ying Lee. So, okay. um But, yeah, I, I thousand percent agree. I think uh, the way that they approached Wenwu is really important to, like, the emotional heart of this movie. And if they hadn't chosen to spend so much time on him or like, you know, even opening the movie on him, um, it would have lost a lot of that element. So they did a really good job with that. And like how they're setting up the sister, which they set up like some good stuff in this. And it's like, are we ever going to see it come to fruition? Yeah. I mean, that's like my main disappointment from rewatching this movie is just like, they introduced some of like my favorite plot elements. Um, and offered these teases and so far we just haven't had anything even dropping the slightest hint that it would be picked up except for like you know we see abomination and wong but that's not that's hardly connected to this yeah uh in an ideal world this would have a sequel coming out like now well yeah i was gonna ask like what what were the timelines for other sequels like what was the time between um captain america and then like winter soldier because i feel like there's a huge gap there uh three years it was three years between the first one and Winter Soldier, two years between Winter Soldier and Civil War. Well, I know those were close together. They Things, feel like they were back-to-back. The, that's the one of the biggest problems that I and a lot of the community have with like how things have changed release-wise is that the gaps are getting so comically stretched because it originally was like the original Iron Man trilogy, two-year gap, then a three-year gap. Pretty doable. Cap was the same way. Uh, what, was, what did I say? Um, Thor. Well, you were just saying Iron Man. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Thor was 2010 to 2013, and then 2013 to 2017, so that was even... I I think the the sequel for that, that wasn't really a sure thing after Thor 2 came out. What about Guardians? Uh, Like, testing your years Well, Guardians is tough, because the first two were three years apart, and then... I'm I'm not counting third movies. Okay, yeah, that was... I'm just saying the first and the sequel. That was a three-year gap. Okay, so three years seems to be, like, the standard. Yeah, Doctor Strange was another anomaly that took way too long. Um, That was 
six years. Spider-Man. Spider-Man That's also was an anomaly because of Sony, but... That was two and then... Yeah, that was two on either side. So, um, I, I don't know Black what's going Panther. on. <laughs> that one have, took a little while. We have while. a lot of extenuating <laughs> circumstances. Um, I was just trying to think about the Red Side sequels. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and how they're choosing to, you know, release what they release and do what they do, but I do think it was... It's a really big fumble that they hadn't at least announced something that was in the works because right now the only thing that we know is that the director of this movie, Destil, Destin Daniel Cretton, he was the one that was originally announced to be directing the next Avengers movie, the Kang Dynasty, the the first of like the next like two-part kind of thing. Um, so a lot of people assumed that because he was the one directing it, it was going to pick up a lot of the, the plot that we left off in Shang-Chi. But like, that movie is not coming out for at least well, Yeah, what are they doing years. about that? I don't... I have no idea. Well, what do you mean? Just in general or because with, like, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors? Majors? They're not doing anything about Jonathan Majors. I mean, he's in season two of Loki, which is coming out, like, next month. So I think they're they're letting that go. His, his uh, um, case keeps getting pushed back, so I think they're taking advantage of that. So I, anyway, yeah, I'm like, Kevin Feige, please... Um, I don't know if you've lost your edge or it's just, like, you're lacking common sense, but, like, come on. You have to know that Shang-Chi was, like, a pretty, you know, well-regarded movie. I'm not... I'm I'm not, like, super... Not interested in anything coming out, but I think there maybe could be some uh, resources reallocated from the planned TV shows back to... <laughs> back to a sequel to a movie. I mean, they just have, like on IMDb, like, Untitled Shang-Chi sequel, like, in production. Yeah. Like, there's there's no... At least Avengers King Dynasty has, like, a date. It says 2026. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they haven't moved that one formally, but uh, the the next two Avengers movies were supposed to come out six months apart from each other, and as soon as they announced that, people were like, that's not happening, and they instantly pushed back Secret Wars. So, anywho... Should we get into the movie a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Let's chat a little bit. We're trying not to repeat too much of what we said two years ago. Right, but it's not like we went and listened to the episode again, so... But if I'm you're doing a back-to-back listen, I, I'm so sorry. I was trying to think of it, like, in the context of where we are now, like, what's happened since, mm-hmm. kind of what we're already talking about. Yeah, that's kind of, like, what I'm most interested in talking about is, like, where these pieces could be picked up again. Um, but... As you said, they start with the uh, retelling of who the Ten Rings really are and mm-hmm. his story and goes back a thousand years. And then kind of jumping to the very end, they mention, like, the rings again being, like, they're actually, like, way older yeah. than that. And we don't really know what they're from. But before we got to the end scene, my thought was, like, are the rings from, like, gods? And, like, is gods just, like, code for, like, space? And have there been other objects that have been introduced that are similar in nature to the rings? Um, the one that I've seen people make the comparison to most is Kamala Khan's bangles. Mm. Because they are similarly of, like, mysterious historical origin. No one's quite sure, like, where they originated. And it, like, ended up in certain people's hands. But much like how when we got the Ten Rings, that has just been, like, lost to time. So we don't know. I personally really, really ascribe to the theory that these were going to be involved in... Celestial stuff? No. Uh I actually thought it was going to be Kang stuff, because in Quantumania, he had all this ring-focused imagery in his Quantum Realm base, and people were like, oh, like it was sending a message from somewhere, and it has these inscriptions on it. Of course, that didn't happen. Well, it still could, especially if this director's doing both. Well... Yeah, I guess I just would have assumed that they would have put a nod to that somewhere in Quantumania if that was the case. Maybe they weren't ready yet. <laughs> Probably. Like, like we haven't movie. written that. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how it's going to work, so don't say anything yet. But, like, we, it's there if we want to come back to it. So now it's like, if that's not the case, I mean, you're right, they could still do it. Um, it could be sending, like, a signal out to, like, Galactus for some reason. Like, he could be a thing, because I think that might be... On the horizon, but that's... Yeah, I kind of thought it had to do with, like, Celestials because that was introduced, obviously, in Eternals, and, like, that's kind of... could be, like, a catch-all for, like, everything right now because 
I guess they've been here this whole time and they're like older than right. a thousand years. Yeah, Eternals did kind of present Celestials as like like they are the the creator. Yeah. But you know, they it's always fun when, when a series presents something like that and then is like psych, they're actually like not and here's who they're afraid of. Right. So Also we'll just never come back to that again. Seems increasingly more and more likely. And because there's that thing at the end of Eternals with um, Kit Harrington and like that sword, which I I know that's like a blade thing, but it was also like kind of introduced as this like ancient heirloom type yeah. of deal. So what the fuck's going on there? And yeah, but they could tie those together. That would be cool. Please give Kit Harrington something to do. Uh, I also want to add this to the list of uh, West Coast Marvel movies, a small but growing list. Uh, right now, the San Francisco superhero roster is just Shang-Chi and Ant-Man. Well, if you want to cross over, we also have Venom. We do have Venom. I guess Morbius wasn't in San Francisco. That was in... It was on a ship. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. In New York. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I like that. Um, we, like, talked off, off pod... I think I like, name-dropped, like, the Great Lakes Avengers. Maybe when we were watching Kick-Ass, we talked about it. Um, and I just... I like... They'll never do it, because it's just, like, such a goofy idea that works in the comics. But, like, yeah, the the main Avengers based out of New York, and then, like, these, like, little splinter groups I think you were actually else. talking about it in the context of Blue Beetle, because that was, like, a different place. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds right, too. Um, but, yeah, you know, give us a West Coast Avengers. I know they... Give us, like, Texas... Texas Avengers. Give us, like... The Great Plains Avengers. Yeah. Have something take place in Nebraska, you know? I think Give Echo, us an Omaha. Echo might do that. Okay. Because so, it's, like, native. Yeah. So I, I hope that's the case. All right. Let's see it. I know. I'm all about it. More more variety, please. I mean, we've gotten a bit... I will say, like, Eternals was good about that. We were all over the place in Eternals. Yeah. Um, but... It's cheaper to just <laughs> shoot it in on Well, if they're already in Atlanta, they have it be in Atlanta. <laughs> That's a novel concept. That's they're like at this point they're like, no, we can't do that. Because they're gonna be like, wait, I recognize the street. This was in Washington, DC and New York. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a little bit of like New Orleans with um Falcon and the Winter oh, yeah. Soldier briefly. That was good. Yeah, it's it's fun though. I did have a note look being like where, when's the Venom crossover, but uh, I don't know about that. Uh, doubt. I, there's been a messy um, smudging going on that I don't think they know how to clean up. What's that? With, like, what they tried to introduce at the end of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. No. That's... <laughs> and then with, like, Spider-Man being donezo. Also, when when's Sony's, like, timer up on a new Spider-Man movie? Because if they don't do it in however many years, don't I think they, they give it up? I think they got time. I think the... But that was like every like four years or something. I think the Venom movies count towards that. Because it's part of... All those characters are part of that contract. No that, way. I mean, that's... But that's, no, I thought it was for the character Spider-Man. There has to be a Spider-Man movie. I think... Oh, no, I think you're right. I don't think it's up yet because it's only been two years. I think they have a bigger window. Because No, a, I think it's like four. There was a. They have to be starting I mean, production in like three, and it has to come out in like four or something like that. Yeah, because I always think the gap is longer between Spider-Man Three and Amazing Spider-Man, but it was only five years between releases, only. But it felt okay. So a maybe lot it's five. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it is shorter to start production. I mean, who's who's to say that like pre-strike they weren't actually like starting discussions behind the scenes, and we just don't know it. But is it gonna be with Tommy? If they continue it, it's it's going to be with him, no doubt. Also, like, he doesn't have a lot Do going the on. Spider Into the Spider-Verse movies count? I doubt it. I doubt it. Are I they Sony produced? They are, but it, that feels like it's, like, under a different umbrella. Because usually I would guess that... The, but it's a Spider-Man con- movie. Yeah, but I would guess it would specify live action versus animated. Yeah, That seems like a, a distinction yeah, that they would yeah, make. You're, you're right, you're right. Okay. Um, I had a question. So... In the bus fight scene, which is great, probably the best fight scene in the movie, in my opinion, where you start well, off with a bang. The dance fighting. Well, yes, but I Bring really... Bring back dance fighting. I, I, that's all I gotta say. Agreed. <laughs> but I also really like the bus fight. Um, all I could think was the insurance premiums in San Francisco are about to skyrocket because Aquafina single-handedly destroyed, like, 45 cars of high market value. I'm just and saying insurance I, is already probably pretty tough there. Well, yeah. And then I was wondering, MCU insurance, gotta be gnarly. 
And do you think that the insurance providers... Wait, when you say MCU insurance, like, what do you mean by that? Like, the people that are paying for insurance in the world of the MCU are probably, like, suffering because there's so many... uh, Oh, like... More ways in which their property could be destroyed. Civilians in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Do you think that the insurance companies in the world of the MCU treat superhero incidents like... The ones in Florida treat like hurricanes disasters. now. Yeah, they're like, actually, you're not covered. Oh, did the Thor drop his hammer on your house? No, no, sorry, that's... We don't cover that here. <laughs> Probably in New York, they don't. Oh, yeah. I just think it's got to spread at well, some point. Well, that's, I think, why they created the damage control unit, because it's like insurance, it's like beyond insurance. They're like, yeah. we're, we're taking care of it, we're going to clean it up. I just think it... Uh, in my head canon, the Department of Damage Control, because that was like a Tony Stark thing. He helped start it. Right. As soon as he died, everybody just let it languish, and now everyone's insurance premiums have <laughs> tripled. Wow, this is what everyone comes to for this podcast. Let's talk about insurance, insurance discussion. Look, all I'm saying is if they wanted to do like another kind of comedic style show, this could be a really funny motivation for a villain. <laughs> all I'm saying. Well, that's you're basically describing the plot of Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. Like the that last, is his. The last story. thing we need is another story about like. I mean, well, hold on. That's like every supervillain is like I've been wronged by a superhero, but we don't need more stories about superhero property damage. Yeah, I we think don't that's, need that's a Batman v Superman. Fucking thing. ground into the dust. Let it die. Yeah, like my bad. it's fine to acknowledge it every once in a while, so we're not like turning a blind eye. But we don't need to make it a constant plot point. Like mm-hmm. we just want to see them like blow shit up. Yep. Yep. Unless we end it, our final battles all take place like the desert in the Flash. You know, we don't need that. Um, so definitely one thing I didn't know the first time was like, this is like early Stephanie, is Sue? it Sue? Yeah. Sue, yeah. Um, like she blew up right after this. Yeah. This was probably like what? Not even six months before everything everywhere. Was it that close? Yeah. Cause yeah. Everything everywhere is early 2022. Cause I remember seeing it like within the same like week or two weeks as the Batman. Um, so yeah. Good time there were movies. a lot of movies back to back then. Um, and then we just, just saw say back then. I was like, oh well, yeah, yeah, back then. <laughs> I mean, Barbie, come on. Yeah, we're we're in a new Off golden era, I guess. <laughs> um, and then we saw her in a great movie called Joyride, which everyone should see. Yeah, definitely check out Joyride. Um, so it's just been, it's just funny that she's this, like bit part in yeah, this popping off. Yeah, no, it was it was funny to see her in this. Um, she's really funny in Joyride. Yeah, yeah, it flexes those comedic muscles. I mean, like, she was, like, a funny villain and everything everywhere, too. Just because she was so unhinged, but not the same at all. Another thing that um, I thought I was, like, calling from the moment that I saw the Shang-Chi trailer come out was that, we already said in 2021, Falcon and the Winter Soldier had just released, and they have, like, a couple episodes in that show where they go to the city Madripoor. That's where Sharon Carter is. Yeah. And... When they put out the trailers for this movie, I was like, oh, like, they're 1,000% going to Madripoor. Like, that's, that's what where it the fighting looks ring like, is. yeah. Neon-drenched city. There is at night. Uh, it's shady, like, a lot of criminal enterprise going on. And then we watched it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Is Which, it just Hong Kong? I think they said it was Macau. Um, is that a real place? Yeah, Macau's real. Where and, is it? Oh, jeez. I haven't done my geography lesson today. Hold on. I need to get that GeoGuessr guy on here. Singapore? Um, it's kind of its own thing, but it's near it's near Hong Kong. So Hong Kong's there, Macau's here. Kind of like a little like okay. island area. Um, and I do think it's kind of known for like having like a lot of casinos and so it's a party. You know, town. that's fine, it's a real place, but I do wish that they had done it. Um because <laughs> I think even at that point I was probably like like, girl, like, shaking my fists at, like, the lack of um, interconnectivity. Yeah. And I was like, damn, it, that, that was right there. It was right there. This movie is not connected to anything. Yeah. It's not, which is, you know, except for the except post-credit scene. Iron Man 3. <laughs> oh, yeah, the extremists, and then they bring that well, back. Well, I right meant in. more Trevor Slattery. Oh, oh, duh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was, that was really cool. Um, I don't think anybody knew about that. Before the movie yeah, came he out. wasn't in the trailer, I don't think. Mm-mm. And I don't even think... Also, really great trailer for Shang-Chi. I'm sure we talked about it at the time, but oh, like, yeah. it didn't give away anything. Yeah, the first trailer was a banger of a trailer. I'm going to watch it again after this. 
Definitely. That was a top tier Like, one. you don't even know that, like, he has a sister in the trailer. I yeah. remember th- talking about that. Um, Very okay. sneaky. I got some more questions for you, G. Okay. Um, the Wong of it all. How did it... The rights and the Wongs. <laughs> How did this all come together in She-Hall? Can you paint a picture for us? Like, what, what was happening here in this movie, and how did it relate to what happened in She-Hulk? The, <laughs> the thread that they wove is tenuous at best. If you tug on it a little bit, I feel like it's just going to snap. Okay, but the well, way that they... Do your tightrope. I, <laughs> I will. I think what they were setting up in She-Hulk is that Wong had kind of taken it upon himself to, like, teach Emil Blonsky how to, like, control himself mm-hmm. and how to, like, not just turn into a thoughtless rage monster when he went abomination mode. So I think... Because he, like, first saw that he could be dangerous? I think so. Or that he could be useful in, like, the right hands. It, it, unless that's what you were saying. Well, I think he already knew that he was dangerous because at that point... Well, I think just stopping already, him from becoming a villain. Yeah, so he was already in jail, and they don't. I don't think they tell us like why or exactly when Wong started to do this because he's already like master of the mystic arts. Like you'd think he was busy, but I guess he just saw an but opportunity. Yeah, they don't even have the time zone anymore. What are they doing? Yeah, they have no purpose. Sitting around. So I think he was just whisking Abomination out of jail and was like looking for places to like spar where they wouldn't be caught. And also, I guess, try to make some money on the side. <laughs> they were like, I don't know if they were involved in the betting at all. But yeah, I think that's what they were I think Wong was definitely involved in the betting. Yeah, so that's I think that's how they had set it up. Okay. And because he's been in jail like a while, so he's been like doing this for a while before She-Hulk starts. That's what I think is being implied. Otherwise, it would be like... This is happening like at the same time as She-Hulk, which is also a possibility. Yeah, they've kind of messed up their own timeline. It used to kind of take place like exactly when we were, but yeah, a couple of the movies like didn't do that, and then I think it all kind of like went to the wind. Well, yeah, with the five-year thing, and then I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy two that didn't take place in 2017. Like James Gunn was like, no, this takes place like six months after the first movie. So it starts to get really confusing. Well, I actually Gen think that thing. that's true. Also, they don't count. They're in space. <laughs> also true. It doesn't really matter. I'm pretty sure that um, Marvel is like putting out a official timeline, which is just going to cause Why? a stir. Don't do that. It's also like going to be wrong because we already talked about like the Spider-Man thing, like where they put like an eight year gap where it was like four. <laughs> like we're going to have a lot of. A lot of things like that um, that are just going to cause a lot more (laughs) problems. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Of course. I'm happy to. What else you got? Oh, let's see. Let's see. What else is worth talking about? I mean, I have more stuff, but... Well, uh, so we talked about um, Shang-Chi having a sister, Shelling. That's what I was going to talk about next. And... Well, yeah, so we were talking about this during the movie. Um, she, she's, like, a fairly important character in this. You know, it's it's a kind of, it's a big revelation uh, that They're she... They're also setting in, her that up. That she exists. Yes, setting her up. Uh, but notably, this actress is, like, I think she was mostly doing a lot of stage work, and this was her debut for a Hollywood movie, at least. Uh, and then she has done, like, nothing. nothing. She was in two episodes of The Witcher. And that's it. That's pretty wild. And she's really good in this. I agree. So she I, has I nothing. She's not there. even have anything in production. What, what do you think that's all about? I have to think that she like intentionally took a step back from acting. Yeah, I wonder if she like had a kid or something. Yeah, some. I mean, I don't know, but like, it's so weird because she should have like blown up after this. Yeah, you'd think this was like a springboard. I also think this might have been like the first thing she did in English. I think it, I think it was because I think I read that she was responding to a casting call for actresses that could speak both Chinese and English. I also think she was the cast member that married one of the action yes. designers, right? You're and they right. had the wedding at at Disney or something. That was pretty fun to read about. I, I recall that. Um, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. She hasn't been anything since, and 
She's so good in this. Also, like, I know we talked about this a lot last time, but Aquafina is, like, surprisingly good in this movie. I agree. She's also part of what I think keeps it fresh and, like, modern is, like, her role. Mm-hmm. Kind of playing the, the straight man. Yeah, and well, she's, like, the tie to the modern world. The because Simu Liu is, like, in both. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, firmly in modern. The dad is firmly, like, in the past. Yeah. Um, even true. the mom and, like, that whole village is, like, in the past. Or, like, in a different, you know, literally in a different universe. Yeah, like, that's not even, it's not even applicable to all of them. They're just doing their own thing. They're just hanging out with their mystical animals, whom I all, I love them so very much. And I would like to adopt them. <laughs> uh, I kind of, I said this out loud, too, when we were watching it. But I realized that I think what they were going for here was an allegory of having a parent that falls down the QAnon rabbit hole. Um, could be. Because, you know, we we have Wenwu, a man who is of great renown. Well, I don't know if that's the right term. Infamous, at least. Uh, extremely powerful. Smart. Intelligent, cunning, witty, charming. Uh, who is, you know, led astray by bewitching forces. And uh, starts to believe conspiracy theories being fed to him by the fake news media. A.K.A. the... <laughs> The uh, dweller of dweller in darkness, uh, which dweller darkness, by the way, sounds like a Kingdom Hearts villain, and I'm expecting a Shang Chi Kingdom Hearts crossover in the next game. But uh, you know, despite Shang Chi and Shelling's best efforts, they can't drag him away from sitting in front of Fox News for 12 hours a day, and then he joins a Facebook group that uh, wants to march <laughs> on the uh, you know on the Capitol. Talo, you know, I'm seeing the parallels here. They wrote the script right after January 6th. Did they? No. <laughs> I was like, did that happen after? <laughs> no, no, no. It did happen after, didn't it? No, this came out after January 6th. I thought that was in 2021. Yeah, this came out in, like, October 2021. Oh. Okay, well, still not great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I... Obviously, this, this conspiracy theory has no basis in reality, but I, I was like, damn, you know... I see it. They're just like, Dad, we're trying to... They're we're like, trying there's to help. No, there's no reasoning with them. No, there's not. You just have to beat them up and hope their soul gets eaten by a dragon. We've lost them to Facebook. <laughs> um, I had this note that, like, the first hour is just, like, jam-packed with fight scenes, but really it's, like, the whole movie. Like, mm-hmm. they just go from one to the next. Like, there's so many. It's how all the great action movies do it. Is they, they, but we still get a lot of plot. Well, that's that's how you know they did a good job. Is like you give them the time to breathe, and you have those character moments, and yet they don't feel rushed. And you're also not left being like, "Can we please get back to the action?" It's like everything has its right time. But also, I think that like the fight scenes are moving the plot forward in ways that like a lot of other probably action movies or, like, even some super movies, it's like, no, we're just fighting. It's not actually moving the plot forward at all. Mm-hmm. Like, almost every fight scene is, like, super intentional, and it's, like, it is driving the plot. Yeah. It's like, sure, you can have a sex scene, but, like, is it driving the plot forward, or do you just want to have a sex scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And I'm, like, I, I like so many movies that just have fight scenes for the sake of fight scenes. But I would I, say I don't. Well, we have we have a little different taste in that regard because like one of my favorite movies is The Raid, which is just an hour and a half long fight scene, but it is driving the plot. <laughs> not to get into all the discourse about like what's necessary in movies or not, but I I do think that they they do a really good job of that and like having the the pendant being stolen off of Shang Chi in the opening bus scene and that's like you know I don't even know if you can pick up when that happens. I'm guessing it yeah. just disappears from him at some point. But maybe some, if you watched it in, like, 0.25 speed, you could see it. Yeah. Um, then, like, the fight with his sister is, like, so important to, like, their relationship. Then their dad, like, once again beating them. <laughs> yep. Of course. Now, I thought that the guy that, like, slit his cheek, like, dies. Uh, Does he? Did I miss it? The guy in the mask? Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, the first one that we see get eaten by the, right. the soul eater things. Yeah. And that's why the... Razor fist changes sides. I think I got up to use the bathroom at that point. It's a possibility. Yeah, he was... I wanted more from him, but he was just kind of like the nameless goon. I know some people were kind of disappointed, though, because he is like a character from the comics, but... 
Um, can only do so much. One piece of feedback I have for when Woo is like to the QAnon point. Um, if it really was the mom, don't you think she would tell you how to get to the town? If she like wants to be rescued, wouldn't she be like, this is how you do it. This is the way. Well, that's what he thought she did, right? With the dragon pendants and the maze in the water. Like that was presenting the path to Talo. So I think he thought, oh, like this is but, why like, she gave you But like the one that's talking to her. Well. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But you know, he was, he was too far gone already. But, like, the little creature had his own way. Like, they didn't have to do it the way the pendant said. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I just don't think it even mattered at that point. He was just convinced and nothing was going to change his mind. Um, And then I do have, like, I think one criticism of the movie that I don't know if I really touched on the first time is, like, they bring up, like, this whole, like, sexist stuff like especially with the sister and like that but I feel like the movie never reckons with it they like call it out but then they know there's no like reckoning of that there's no time spent on the daughter's relationship with the dad like or even really like Simu Lu like or Shang-Chi like addressing it with the sister like no you weren't allowed to like fight or anything like that like it's kind of resolved with Michelle Yao being like and we like want everyone to be able to fight here but like I feel like there's a lot that they just kind of swept under the rug yeah I mean I agree but I also think it just to me it was just like another like strike against Wenwu it's like it's not really something to be reckoned with because like we know he's wrong and like Everyone, like, knows that that was wrong. It, but, like... But she never but, got any kind of resolution herself. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was just, like, her plot driver to, like, become strong and, like, learn to fight, like, in spite of that. Right. But I, I agree. Yeah. It was just, like, when we was, like, a shitty dad and a shitty person, so, like, of course he would be sexist. Like, he's probably historically been sexist for hundreds of years, like from well, of course, but, but like yeah. I get, I get what you're like saying. Like Shang Chi gets his moment with him, mm-hmm. yeah, where he's like been called weak for that for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, because I, I do think there's something there for like, you know, he makes mention of. I actually thought he was like alluding to being like to being Genghis Khan because he says like he was known as Master right. Khan, but yeah. apparently that's like another Marvel character. Um, but I do think there's like you know yeah if he's truly been around doing his thing for hundreds of hundreds of years if not more um probably done some like fucked up stuff to women oh certainly but so yeah i i think that that you know but that's not even what i mean i just mean like within the story that they have introduced there is even the movie doesn't really reckon with the fact that she's been like ignored and maybe that is part of like her taking over the ten rings is like that's her like reckoning and retribution but like i'm starting to like not believe that we're gonna get to see that that is so low, like so far on the back burner. <laughs> well, it should be top burner. I mean, I agree, but like, I just, I put that squarely with like the Kit Harrington thing in Eternals right now. It is, it is at a, a red light and the timer is not going down, which is, that is a shame because I think that would be cool. But you know, they're trying to do like three TV shows based on Wakanda and I don't know if those are ever going to see the light of day either. I think at one episode we should talk about all of the post credit scenes that have been introduced and how none of them have come to any type of fruition. I'm actually really down to do that. I think that sounds fun. Uh, let us know in the comments on our next post if you want to see it. <laughs> we'll come up with plots for all of them and how they will connect. You know, this episode's going to be five hours long. Not this episode. No, I was going to say like that episode will. <laughs> Just fan theorying out the wazoo. Um, much like how I want to adopt the mystical creatures of Talo, I also imagine it being a pleasant 65 degrees there every day. 65, really? Only 65. Kind of chilly. Yeah, I know. Let's push it. Maybe no, to 70. no, 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 no. 65. So they, they go outside, they do their training. You know, they're not getting too hot. You get to sit down with like a nice cup of tea at the end of the day. Basically, I just want to live in Talo. Um, well, that was my main takeaway from this, from this film. Except for every once in a while, someone tries to, like, destroy your village. It's, like, once every 500 years. Like, that's fine. Okay. I can I can handle that. 
Um, another like reflection on the second time watching. I think the Trevor Slattery thing is even funnier the second time. I think the first time I was a little apprehensive that it was going to be too silly. And I was like, you know, at arm's length with the whole bits and mm. stuff. I think I still really enjoyed it the first time. But this time I was like, no. And I think I said this too the first time. I was like, they, they knew what they had and they just used it just enough. Like, they didn't have him too much in Tello. Like, they just had his little scene and then, like, the plain dead thing. Like, they had him an appropriate amount of comedy. I agree. Whereas most Marvel movies don't have the self-restraint to, like, pull back on something like that. Yeah, he would have been, like, involved in the main plot somehow. Yeah. They, yeah, I agree. Because they did, like, the perfect note, like, having when we talk about him in the abstract at the dinner table and just kind of, like, subtly, like, roasting him for... You know, being like, yeah, he was an idiot and he took the identity of, like, a chicken dish. But he also, like, did, like, Some people were so scared of this idea that it worked anyway. Yeah. Um, which definitely, when we watched it for the first time, I thought, I just kind of assumed that that would be it. Yeah, like, oh, they mentioned like, oh, it. Yeah, that, that's fun and that's all we really need. But I liked that they they did a bit more with it. The car scene is very funny. The car scene's great. Um, Goddamn, they are so lucky that the gate in that garage opens in half a second. You know, when they're speeding towards it and they need the handprint, I was like... That's modern technology, baby. They were half a second from just, like, all dying in a car accident. <laughs> that's not that's not the way you want to go. Morris would have been unscathed. Oh, yeah, that's his name, yeah. Morris. Shout out to Morris. Big fan of Morris. What else you got? Um, I do want to talk about my main gripe with the movie. Oh. Me, and my, me and my buddy, uh, friend of the pod, uh, Dylan Ratcliffe. Um, this, well, I've already harped on like how great the fight scenes and the fight choreography is. So when they decide to, I always pronounce this word wrong, issue, I'm not sneezing, E-S-C-H-E-W, how the fuck do you pronounce that? Use it in a sentence. Like, this movie eschewed its uh, live action fight scenes. That's not a word I use. All right. Well, so. I definitely pronounced it wrong. So I'll just say that. Why don't you use a word you know? Yeah. What a, what a concept. Why would I do that? I mean, I do this all the time. I'm trying time, to sound but... smart on the pod. Well, it's working. <laughs> um, so in my opinion, uh, the movie's strong suit is how we've already talked about it. We use the storytelling into the fight scenes and it shines so much in the hand-to-hand fight scenes because of like the heritage that it's taking like all of its culture from and the history of that, those martial arts and whatnot. So I really didn't like when we pull back to like an epic dragon showdown uh, in Talo and how it resolves the fight between Shang-Chi and Wenwu being ended by the Dweller in Darkness dragon instead of just a fight between the two of them. Um, oh, hold on. What's this? It's chill. Really? It's chill. It's chew? Deliberately avoid using abstain from. Okay. Is that what you meant? Yeah, kind of. He appealed to the crowd to... It's chill. Violence. <laughs> Eschew. Maybe not quite eschew. That sounds wrong. Um, Bless you. Well, this is all to say um, I kind of mentally check out when the dragon stuff is happening because it's just, it's the it's the Marvel third act problem, like, just down to a T. Uh, Aquafina gets the moment where she gets to, like, shoot the dragon with the arrow, which is cool. But the rest of it, I'm just like, it was doing such a good job of, like, this beautiful fighting. Like, so well choreographed. And it's just, like, dragons flying around, and it's, like, really, like, cloudy and dark. And I'm just like, what are we doing? Because if they had just had, like, a really, like, long, drawn-out fight scene... Well, like, he and his dad have the scene with the rings. Yeah. That's kind of, like, a climax. But, yeah, like, I wanted that to, like, be, like, how it ended. Like, end it with... I don't know. They could probably, like, somehow satisfactorily resolve the Dweller in Darkness thing with just being, like... This is just Don't like you a, want the Great Protector? Was that not exciting when I, he comes out of the water? I like the, I like the Great Protector being there. Like, I, I think the dragons are cool. Like, the design of the dragons are cool. But it was just, like, the way that they interrupted what I thought was, like, a really great and climactic fight scene just to, like, have that. And him getting killed by the dragon, I just don't accept that. Like, I get it. I get it, like, and how that's, like, a... It is kind of, like, a fitting end for Wenwu. Uh, because he's just he been, have like, his soul devoured. Well, he's just been, like, a total, like, victim of his own, like... Choices. Uh, his stubbornness and, like, refusal to listen to his family. From his own, it's true, you know? 
S chew. S you. Um yeah, so if it was up to me, it would have been Shang-Chi and Wenwu fighting. Uh Shaoling would have gotten involved in the fight. They would have been, you know, he would have like gotten the upper hand, the village would have helped, and people would have gotten killed by Wenwu directly, like the the uncle or like the grandpa guy, you know, the one that Wenwu was like, watch I your mouth, young man, which yeah. is also one of my favorite lines. Um, yeah, so it just like I have a few notes after that because it just I just become less engaged because I think it, it they really stepped away from its biggest strengths to do like a big um, CGI thing. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. I think it would have been better for it if they didn't do that. I mean, I think they could have done it differently to avoid some of that. But I like the great protector coming out of the water. I think it's a big moment. Yeah. And we're like, we've been like leading up to that. Maybe have the dragons fight each other in the background while when Wu and Shang-Chi fight. Or yeah, or have the dragons like moment be like rebuilding the wall, like mm-hmm. to keep the thing from coming out in the first place. Yeah. Have the great protector kill the dweller in darkness, and then it's like, now we finish this. Yeah. Like, come on. End it with Shang-Chi like getting control of the rings. And then somehow when Wu I think the most appropriate way when Wu should have died would be like to literally like walk behind the gates. Mm-hmm. Like to go in. Yeah. To be like, I'm going. Yeah. You can't stop me. Yeah, I would have loved that. I would have loved that. I just think it um, it lost some of its emotional uh, punch when they did that. So, bummer. Um, I have another question for you. Yes. Um, how does Nan, aka Michelle Yao's character, like know so much about like them and their life and like what's going on? Like she knew that Zhao Ling was like in the shadows and like knew like this like stuff about them. She's never met them. Does she have like she has CIA contacts? Does she can they like She's see what's going on in like the other worlds because of like where they are? Like their village is kind of like in its own little like thing, right? Yeah, like they're set away from like everything. A pocket dimension or something. Yeah, probably, probably. Maybe they send out scouts. <laughs> I don't know. Morris. <laughs> Morris is putting in overtime. Every time Trevor Slattery goes to sleep, he goes out and hunts down uh, Shaoling and Shang-Chi. That's a good question. I didn't really think about it. I only thought about it the second time watching. I would have been, like, slightly perturbed if I was them. They would be like, damn, I thought it was just, like, when we were keeping tabs on us. Actually, they didn't even know that, so. Um, and then my final question, which we've already talked about the post credit scene a bit, but, like, what were they setting up here? And I know I asked this last time, why is Aquafina being included in this? Like... Wong says, you guys are, your your lives are about to change. Like, why, like, other than her, like, being friends with Zheng-Chi and, like, having been there, why is her life changing? The Avengers already has an archer. Are they, they doing, like, a them. Ned thing? Like, she's, where she's going to become. She's in the chair? No, where she has the. Oh, the sling ring? Yeah. Who knows? Like, I... she's going to become a mystic arts gal. I mean, to a be girly, honest, a mystic arts girly. She's she's a girly in her mystic arts era. Yeah, <laughs> I am not totally convinced that they knew what they were doing when they did this post credit scene. I completely agree. I think the director was like, "I know Brie Larson personally, so I can get her to come back for this," which he did. Mm-hmm. And then that's and like, what's Mark doing? Nothing. Mark Ruffalo is just down for whatever. He'll come back for anything. He'll be the last one standing in the MCU. Correct. From the OG cast. I I really don't know. I mean, I know we already talked about it, but, like, what they were insinuating here has not come to pass at all. Like, I think in some ways Wong is being intended to take Nick Fury's place as, like, the bringer together of different groups of superheroes, but we really haven't seen that happen yet because they had an opportunity to do it in She-Hulk because Wong was in it constantly, and it took place in California and not once did they even West Coast. make a wink towards it. I'm like, what are we doing? And then, yeah, Aquafina being there, who knows? She's probably got like a nine-movie contract <laughs> for Marvel along with everything else. And is just waiting for them to call her back. And then having, having Captain Marvel and Bruce there, I feel pretty uh, assured in saying that next time we see Captain Marvel, this will not come up in conversation. <laughs> Well, she seems like she's going to be busy. I'm, like, really nervous for their movie. Um, yeah. In what way? 
like what they're gonna do. Because <laughs> I have like some high expectations for the Marvels. Yeah, I have and, no like, idea. I want the personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I want all of that. I don't need it to be like big set pieces, big space. Like I'm not, I'm not looking for that. And I feel like they're gonna go too too big. Mm-hmm. Like let's keep it let's keep it close let's keep it familial, like let's deal with the drama. Yeah, as much as I would like it to be like Carol Danvers and um, Monica Rambo, Monica Rambo like hashing out their personal qualms while Kamala Khan plays like a helpless mediator. I think we're gonna get yeah, that, like but it's gonna relief. be like against a backdrop of someone who's like trying to like blow up the world or something. Right. And frankly, like, my expectations for like space Marvel right now are pretty low coming in off of Secret Invasion. Um, so I hope that it's, like, there's so much, there's a lot of interesting, like, not, I was going to say, like, international, <laughs> interstellar politics uh, at play. So if they if they have a script that can, like, balance the two, I'm down. Because they have a good director. I'm I'm hopeful, but who knows? It's, like, it's a crapshoot right now. They just, like, have three really great actresses there. I mean, we haven't seen that much from uh, Miss Ms. Marvel yet. No, we've not. I mean, she was great in the show, but she's like young. Like mm-hmm. l- expectations are like medium for her, but the other two have like really proven themselves. Yeah, yeah. In other like areas, for sure. Yeah, they should be able to pull it off. Brie Larson but... can be kind of hit or miss for me personally, but yeah, acting wise, I think a lot of people's problems with uh, the first Captain Marvel came down to like the character choices for Carol and like how she was like not really she's very stoic and that fit like where she was at, but like it doesn't really make it that fun to watch her. And like I liked Captain Marvel, but I think there's a lot of room for flex flexibility with her character. I just feel like when she gets her memory back, like she should get her personality back, you know? Yeah. So fingers crossed (laughs) that we uh, get a bit more of that because yeah, that'll be our next MCU thing. Uh, I mean, we're going to do an episode on agent Carter soon, uh, which we're excited about. Yeah. Honestly, kind of forgot about it, but I am excited. Probably start it soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we have, um, a few more theatrical releases coming up, uh, in about a month. Uh, we're going to be watching Craven the Hunter. So you just look at your watch for that? I, I was going to say if it was exactly a month from now, but maybe we'll watch it exactly a month from now. But I'm uh, curious about that one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, stay tuned. we got some weird shit coming up, too. Um, really, like, reaching into the depths to see what we can pull out to talk about. So, once again, per usual, if there's any suggestions you have, hit us up. And if you like what you're uh, what you're hearing these days, drop us a review, too. Much appreciated. Yeah. I Brother. Before, <laughs> before we know it, we're going to be at the three-year mark. What the fuck? When is that? Probably in, like, January. March. Oh. Yeah, Maybe. I think it's March. Okay. So we have a little bit of time. I'm rounding up. Sure. Severely. <laughs> it is severe. <laughs> All right. Get us out of here. All right. Fuck it. We are. <laughs> out of the, the Superverse. superverse. Forgot what to say for a minute.